when Lambo, when Moon, perhaps there's better questions we could be asking about ICOs. Well, we're pleased to welcome John Wise, CEO of Loki, back to the show to discuss how we should be paying attention to the business models offered by these companies. Initially intended to be a brief discussion at Crypto HQ in Davos, John's depth of knowledge kept the recorder rolling. So ready or not, here comes episode number 83 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. This is crypto attorney John Rafferty welcoming you to the Bad Crypto Podcast with Travis Wright and Joel Kong, who want to remind you that they are not financial advisors. If you're ready, hold on for dear life as they navigate us through the world of magical internet money. All right, guys, stay bad. That's right. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for those who are both crypto curious and those who are crypto serious. And I'm Joel Com, and that is Travis Wright, right there. That guy. The, the guy I'm pointing at him. This guy right, right here. Right there. Right here. That's that, me. Yeah, you. Oh yeah. <laughs> you didn't see. I, you didn't see me pointing at you. I, I didn't realize we were doing a podcast here. Wow, this is totally unusual. You thought we were just having a conversation. I thought we were just going to talk about cryptos, and all of a sudden now you're busting out a microphone, trying to capture me saying, you know, things out of line. I don't, I don't appreciate that, Mister Joel Com. <laughs> you're at some remote. On the uh, the East Coast, aren't you? I am at a location very near to Jekyll Island. Jekyll Island? I'm a creature. Well, let's give a shout out to our show sponsor for this month. It is the Zilla app. Uh, In spite of the wrestling with the app store that they're having to get this thing out, they are moving forward. And the app is going to let you take a look at the different ICOs. It's a marketplace app for ICOs. So you'll be able to see some of the ones that have appeared on ICO spotlights on the show and many that haven't. The website is zla.io forward slash bayayayayayayad. So check that out. I owed what you did there. Yeah. Uh, you know why we're here, Travis? We're here to educate and entertain the masses and teach them the epic greatness of blockchain, cryptocurrency, cryptography, and two-factor authentication. Oh, I was here just for the cookies, but you know, if we're here to do all that, then I'm good with that. We're here to make cheesy songs. We're hey, here. You to know who? Millions yes, of downloads. You know who we interviewed today? Of course, that's going to be coming up on the next episode. Yes, I do know who we interviewed. Do you want, should we tell people? A lot of people probably already know if they are in the Bad Crypto Mastermind group on Facebook. We interviewed today the one and only Ms. Laura Shin of oh. uh, Unchained Podcast. She has a new project coming out as well. And uh, that was great. She is awesome and had a great time chatting with her. It was unplugged. It was unplugged. It was, it was really good. And actually, the person who we're talking to today actually inspired the title of our next song that will be coming out shortly. <laughs> and that's all we're going to tell you about it for the moment. But before we get into today's interview, <laughs> let's let's read this uh, email that we got via our contact form. Mike wrote, and he said, Bad Crypto Inbox, you got mail. I've just been turned on to your podcast by a work friend. 
and you guys are on top of the magic money info. After a few months of messing around with Coinbase and now altcoin exchanges, I've been trying to decentralize my investment. I'm going to hodl these tokens, and I have a question. How do offline wallets work for altcoins? Are they the same as bitcoins? Can I use the same wallet for everything? Keep keeping real. Stay classy. Well, he's not talking about us. We're we're not he's the classy. He's clearly not listening to the show that much because that is not how you end a comment. I did like how he said he was recently turned on by us and we gave him cryptogasms. So that was pretty exciting. So uh, the question is about wallets. Can you store altcoins in wallets as well? You can store some uh, altcoins in some wallets. Uh, a lot of those coins have their own wallet. However, if you have a Trezor or a Nano Ledger S, then uh, you can store those fancy, fancy ERC-20 tokens, which are the Ethereum-based uh, uh, smart smart tokens. Uh, you can store a lot of those in there. So there is not one wallet that can hold all tokens, but there are some wallets that can hold most tokens, and that's really the best that you can be. Um, you know, if you have some other different tokens, uh, well, you know what? Just make sure you have a wallet for those. Well, a, a lot, you know, I don't know if you could say most tokens, but a lot of tokens, uh, for, you know, the wallet that we like the most, both of us seem to lean towards Exodus, um, for non ERC 20 tokens, right? Cause Exodus, uh, ha- they keep growing the number of tokens you can put in there, but, you know, they've got Omisigo, they've got Litecoin, they've got Gollum, Gnosis, they've got Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, EOS, uh, Dash, Civic, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Gold, Bancor, a bunch of those. And it's just, it's a real nice wallet. I just, I dig Exodus and I like the little ka-ching sound that you get when, you know, uh, funds arrive. Yeah, I've liked that one as well, but I want to, you know, it just it just goes to show that when I hear the term wallet, I immediately think hardware wallet because I don't I don't use Exodus that much anymore. Most of my stuff now, Mr. Jolcom, is off my computer, and um, I think I just got did I just get some crypto? I just opened up Exodus and I had a little crypto sound. Funny, I heard it. We we heard that. So that's the sound <laughs> this makes. When uh, <laughs> excellent no, timing, I, was in there. I didn't even know that I had actually. That's funny. Jax, JAXX is another wallet that's available on multiple platforms that has even more, a greater variety of tokens you can store in them. And there is a wallet that's currently only available for Android, but soon for iOS. Uh, it's an app called Coinomi, Coin OMI, Coinomi.com. And it holds oh, a lot of coins. I would say there's about 50 to 60 right now that are supported. Oh, you know what? It's grown. It might be a hundred or so coins. A lot of them are small coins I've never heard of, but you know, I see stuff in here like Digibyte. I'm looking for coin. Dogecoin is in there. Dash. Game credits, credits is in there. Library credits. So there's a lot of altcoins. Uh, but there isn't one wallet to rule them all yet. Uh, eventually there will be, but for now it's kind of a little bit here and a little bit there. A little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit of Monica in my life, a little bit of Bitcoin Cash. Da, da, da. No, um, yeah, so Bitcoin Cash would be nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good question. Uh, I think the the space is evolving when it comes to wallets. Personally, I like to have the hardware wallets. 
I think that is the very most secure. Everyone that I've talked to said, put as many coins as you can on your hardware wallet. Uh, if you use these desktop wallets, that's okay. Uh, Exodus is fairly secure. I would say as a rule, do not keep crypto on your mobile device because that is the least secure place for you to keep it. Even if you think you got your passwords locked down, your keys, I mean, there are vulnerabilities built into the iOS and the Android operating systems. If you've read any of WikiLeaks, you know that to be true. And um, and then John McAfee said that as well. So just, you know, as, as, as convenient as it might be and as, as convenient as it might seem, just don't do it. I mean, maybe keep maybe a half a Litecoin or maybe a little bit in there, but do not keep the bulk of your crypto on your mobile device. If you do, be prepared to have it stolen. So um, a friend of mine said this to me. He goes, look, he goes, if you are keeping your crypto on a mobile wallet, go ahead and send it all to me. And in five years, maybe I'll give 10% of it back to you because you will lose it all over time as a, as a pretty much a guarantee because he's a cybersecurity guy. And he was like, you will lose it all. So do not keep it on your mobile device, folks. Well, you have been warned. And with that, let's jump to our feature segment. So just to set this up, uh, just a few weeks ago, we were in Davos, Switzerland at the Crypto HQ, and we had an opportunity to meet in person uh, John Wise, the CEO of Loki. You guys might remember LokiPro.com was featured on ICO Spotlight, one of the very early ICO Spotlight episodes, and they had a successful ICO. And we ran into John, and we were just going to have a short conversation with him, Travis. But that short conversation uh, became a lengthy one. Well, here's the thing is that not only did he have a successful ICO, he has a successful business, and he's had multiple successful businesses. And he asked a lot of questions that we should be asking people who are coming on our show about their business model, because a lot of people are coming on the ICO, or they have an ICO, and they don't, a lot of times, don't even have their product launched. Now, that's one thing that we do keep an eye on. I want to make sure that they have at least a minimal viable product going. And he had some really great questions there at the end of that interview. Excellent. Well, with that said, there's nothing else to say other than the things that we said on the recording when we interviewed John Wise. So let's hear what we said. It's always fun to welcome a guest back to the show that we've had with us previously. And uh, it's been a few months since we had John Wise from Loki, Loki.io with us. And the ICO is now completed. And John is sitting with us here in Davos. Good to in see you person. again. In person. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. God, has it really already been a couple of months? Yeah. I, my sense of time is completely messed up, right? You've got the crypto dog years. Mm -hmm. So like one week a couple will dips feel ago. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly it, right? I, I've got some friends that just say like a BTC price. Right? They, they don't use time at all. Right. Just like, yeah, it was at like, you know, 4,300. God damn, that was like five months ago. Right. right? But yeah, it's my concept of time is just bonkers. Yeah. How's your concept though of, uh, of Loki now that you've come through the ICO and you guys, uh, what, what did you end up getting for um, the race? I honestly don't have the full figures, right? It, the, the, the trouble is that we got a lot of it in ETH, mm -hmm. um, but we also, during the SAF, we also got a lot of US dollars. So there's kind of a, you got to calculate it and 
what it is now, static. I, yeah, I have a hard time knowing. Right? I, th- I think officially we're at like eight million, which is pretty low from our hard cap. But our timing was perfect. Our uh, sort of just reinvestment strategy um, was was spot on. Um, I believe it's north of twenty four million now. Nice job. Yeah, you guys got some eight. of that two hundred dollar ether. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and refresh our audience on what you guys are doing. Sure, sure. So Loki is an innovation platform. So we started out with an existing product before doing the ICO, right? That was a, a patentability searching product that already has sales and user base as is. Um, that product sold for or sells for $249 or a hundred coin. But from there, what we effectively end up doing is, is creating an eBay for IP, right? For intellectual property. Anybody can buy and sell the rights to... Any idea, invention, concept, picture, websites, content, any any of that, right? Starting with patents themselves, but yeah, going from there. It's a huge, huge, huge market. It's about the sixty-five trillion a year market. It's huge, huge. Right on. So, has your token got on any exchanges yet? Or are there some exchanges that you Not know yet. that's coming? Or do you have any Not any ballpark yet. or when that might be? Um, I I can't. I, I can't talk about can't any of that, that stuff. Um, Come I, I, on, man. No, We're just no. cool. Just us three here. <laughs> yeah, just no. us. Nobody's legally, listening to this. This is our show. Yeah. No, just us three. If I mention that, you guys get shut down and I go to jail. So that, that doesn't suck. work for any of us. Yeah. Don't ask anybody those questions. Um, it's uh, <laughs> We're the bad crypto podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'd rather you not be. You know, the reporting dead? live. Yeah. And <laughs> In fact, why don't we just edit that out, Aaron? Let's not even go there. Yeah. No, I mean, it's okay. I think it's probably a pretty good lesson for for people to really genuinely understand, right? The SEC is not playing around with with the exchange discussion, right? On top of that, legally, uh, with the NDAs from exchanges in general, I'm not allowed, nor is anybody allowed to even discuss Mm. what exchange, when, any of that stuff, right? Mm. So I don't think I knew that. Yeah. So not only bad. Yeah. Not only legally am I not allowed to discuss it from a regulatory standpoint, but legally I can't discuss it. It will actually kill the possibility of going on an exchange, mm. right? And I think it's important not to edit it out because I, I think that those that are buying tokens as well as those companies really need to know that. Um, one of the things I'm really proud of is we've been in really kind of tight with a lot of the regulators. We've, we've gotten the heads up on a lot of the stuff that's, that's, that's coming out. For good reason, right? Because we're advising, we're trying to help as much as possible. And that's one of those things that you just, that's the one thing you don't play with, right? So if, if I could influence anything, if we can get all these telegram communities to stop saying when moon, when exchange, when Lambo, just stop treating this stuff as an, as an investment, right? It's utility for a reason. I've noticed that too. And a lot of the telegrams, the pinned posts, are very clear saying, don't ask us. Yes. It's really burdensome for the team, right? We've had to bring on two additional employees, right? Ultimately, the irony here is that just simply asking those questions actually ends up depreciating or depleting the value of the tokens because we have to spend so much time actually going through hundreds of thousands of posts Mm. and telegram chats, right, over when exchange. I can't say. When right. exchange, I can't say. Mm. Read up to two comments. Right, right. Right. Let, let me rephrase that. So when are you guys going on the exchanges? <laughs> <laughs> 
telegram in real life. <laughs> right. Wind, moon, Lambo? See pinned, <laughs> pinned post, Mr. Travis Wright. So uh, what can you tell us about what's coming next for Loki? A lot. We've been growing steadily. So we, Take a deep breath. Yeah, man. It's, it's crazy. So let's, let's recap the last seven days for me. Let's at least start there, right? So in D.C., had discussions with regulators, uh, lobbying firms, our, our legal firm. Um, we hired a couple new people and all of that. I was literally in D.C. for two days. Then from there to Miami, a lot of events and other things um, going on there. A lot of partnership discussion, great, uh, great people, great, great times. Then flew to Frankfurt uh, very briefly, had, a, had some calls and meetings in the airport, then Milan for a couple of meetings, then drove here. And that was the last seven days. Right. So um, he's holding up okay too. I mean, we're we're looking at him. Yeah, he yeah. is actually walking and talking. Adderall's amazing. <laughs> um so prescribed for the record. <laughs> prescribed. There's an exchange question in there somewhere. I yeah, just don't know. Yeah. Where. When are we exchanging Adderall? Um no, so <laughs> No, so look, that's the, that's the real life of an entrepreneur, right? It's just, just, you know, I have no concept of time zone. I just go to sleep when it gets dark, and yeah. and I wake up when. You know it's it dark. is. I'm sleepy now. I'm gonna go take a nap. Yeah. I'm up now. That's, All right, I'm gonna go do. That's some it, right? You've got like two hour windows at best. But you can't say, "Oh, we're gonna be on an exchange." Well, we're not a public company, right? right so right. it's effectively what you're asking: mm-hmm. when public, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, I couldn't say that if it was equity. That's true. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. I couldn't say it if it was yeah. a commodities market. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Travis. See, but here we are. We're helping the masses understand this stuff because it's confusing for a lot of people. They don't understand this. Yeah, so let me let me, let me me break down how a real company scales. He's going to break right? it down. Break it, break it down. <laughs> One time on the watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, break down how a real company scales, right? So th- this is my third business. And even though this is a fairly new company at only 10 years old, we're scaling really quickly, right? So... We we had raised a so, – so typical equity raises themselves go from friends and family to seed to series A, B, C, D, E, F, blah, 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 um, onto a growth equity round and then typically public from there, right? Uh, and IPO. Followed by a lightning round. A lightning round. Nice. I didn't know this, by the way. I'm You know, I've never uh, – all the businesses I've had, I've never raised capital. I've always – uh, either had an angel or self-funded, you know, yeah. from per- previous projects, and I never want to deal with ventures. So when I hear, well, this- I don't blame you. Growth equity is particularly difficult because every one of them is a when moon when exchange person, right? They're all like, "What's the yield? What's the return? Give me the the P and L profit and loss, right? G- g- these statements, these contracts, all this needs to be locked down all the time. You know, it's it's different than an ICO." You're you're not looking at at twenty thirty thousand people to raise capital at you know a hundred dollar increments. You're looking for like three guys that are putting in hundred two hundred three hundred million dollars, right? They're really particular, really particular. If there's anybody out there who wants to throw a hundred million at the Bad Crypto Podcast, we're we're we, we don't have what's your yields? What's crypto, your exchange? Bad Crypto Podcast at gmail dot com. When IPO, <laughs> just drive in your Lambo, bring it over, drop <laughs> drop the sack of cash on on my doorstep, not Travis's, and yeah. drop it. You need my. to go to Vegas for that, right? That that's that stuff happens in Vegas. It's actually a little uh, off tangent thing here. 
One of the funniest things. Wait, here. we've been on tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, right? Well, we we're talking about work. Yeah, yeah. Um, off tangent, though. Every time there's a Vegas conference, watch for the people with with briefcases, because they. Uh, God, I'm going to get some people in trouble. That's okay. It's funny. People literally go there with cash for especially Bitcoin conferences and will do an OTC trade so that it's completely off the books. Mm. Right? They will give a briefcase of cash to somebody for their BTC. <laughs> and it's the wildest thing. I mean, hundreds of these briefcases. It's unbelievable. It's like, what? Well, well, you get on an airplane? Do you have any? <laughs> is like, it changing? You're taking your fat, your fat coin. Like one Bitcoin literally is over the limit of what you could legally carry around, they say, right? Yeah. Now. Well, that's internationally. Okay. Okay. Nationally, you can. That's for customs. Okay. Right. So, yeah, if if you're flying nationally, but usually they just charter a jet. <laughs> we right? see Bitcoin in your briefcase. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I've seen I've seen one guy, you know, hand over like forty or fifty briefcases of hundreds. Wow. Um, yeah, it's probably twenty, maybe thirty million dollars. That's um, insane. I've seen a, a briefcase will hold about one point three million dollars. Um, it's bad that I know that, but I, I was like, how do you? Yeah. Yeah. All hundies, huh? Yeah. They're all hundreds if, 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 if it's a, anyway. Um, it's, a, it's, it's pretty wild. I mean, this is an interesting, it's an interesting space that we are in and there's some things that go down. If you only knew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're learning. We're the best. So to kind of get, get back into the, the round financing, right? Um, once you, once you're getting kind of the growth round, um, usually you won't have a series round that'll exceed about, 200 million, somewhere around there. Um, growth rounds are usually larger than that. And check size will sometimes go up to 20 or 30 billion uh, for a growth round. That's really the last phase that you get to before um, going public. Mm. Um, and do they bring you one of the big checks like like you see at, like um, on the game shows? No. So a real big check, <laughs> a real big check. What it's like the sign on the cardboard one? What people that are out of uh, out of big like finance industries don't realize is that real big checks are just big in the box for writing in the number, <laughs> right? They're actually specially modified. Next time you get a check, okay, try to write in three commas. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, you can't do it. It's really hard to do. That's a first world problem if I've ever. That yeah, is right. a real first world problem, right? <laughs> oh my checks! I can't write three commas in it, you guys. Yeah, I had somebody. <sighs> I had somebody write a check out for me personally from his checking account that had three commas already on it, right? And and that's one of those things when you're like, ah, this guy is writing a three comma check personally, personally, right? That's. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of commas. Yeah. That's, Joel comma. that's, I, I, I use I use one comma and a decimal point. So, yeah, you know, and well, an exclamation point. It's one thing to get to the third comma as yeah. you know your net For worth, sure. but to be able to write a three comma check out of your personal account that's a whole other story. So um, to go back again, uh, where we're at, where we kind of skipped all the series rounds. We we did a bridge a bridge round back in July, and that was a very small one. Now we're doing um, a round of equity or of capital. Mm. So trading market cap is different than market capitalization of a business, mm-hmm. right? Very big difference. Trading market cap strictly has to do with the with the token. Mm-hmm. Capitalization of the business has to do with uh, EBITDA, right? At a specific multiplier. Mm-hmm. So for us, um, after a lot of four or nine A's, which is the valuation metric. 
uh, out of a lot of valuations, we've settled on right around a 12.875x multiple. So your EBITDA, which is earnings before uh, interest and taxes, and is is effectively all of your your gross income, mm-hmm. uh, and then you'll do a multiplier on top of that to get your valuation. This is a very typical um, venture industry thing. It's something that I feel like the crypto community really has no idea. Right. About. As, as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking we're getting a lesson in finance, mm-hmm. right? The, this it's is- basic accounting for entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? This is like business entrepreneurship 101. Don't, don't, um, but, don't talk down to me, John, just because I'm no, stupid. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> You're only half stupid. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm the other half. He's the other half. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going with it. Nailed uh, it. Uh, oh. no, so so, so the, the, the point is, right, is, is – you know, the main lesson is that in order to scale a business, if it's cheaper to buy market share, buy market share, right? Scale the value of the business, get some debt capital, get some equity capital, and go and buy companies. So the number of people that are like, oh, yeah, you know, when's the product coming out? It's like, it's out seven months ago. They're like, oh, when are you making money? Yeah, that was five months ago, right? And they're like, oh, well, you know, what's next? When moon. God forbid we asked for a reasonable amount of money. You know, we knew what we were doing. We have decent accounting. We have a you know, CFO that we're hiring. We have good legal teams. Yeah. I know how to scale a company and that's what we're getting ready to do. So we're raising $130 million in growth equity now, and we'll likely uh, go into about a $1 billion, maybe a one and a half billion uh, debt round Shortly after, I would All say maybe those Q4. That is, that is so great. So I guess the last question might be then is, so how, how would people as bad as Joel Kahn and I get to go to parties like with Sean Parker and stuff? I mean, how's that happen? You're going <laughs> to give me the blast on Sean Parker's party on the radio. Um, it's a podcast. Know, man. Uh, it is a podcast. I would say buy the hundred thousand dollar tickets. Um, hundred thousand. So but there's, there's nobody that I want to meet. That much? Wow. Yes, there is. There probably is. people that'll give you a hundred thousand dollars for the next ticket. Well, yeah, I that's suppose. yeah. People that give you a million dollars for the next ten tickets to make it another ten million dollars each, right? That's 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 why. Tell so you what, crazy things happen here in Davos at the Global Money Summit. Can 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 I just do a little uh, a little spiel tap on dance. yeah a little a little tap dance on wind it up with the tap dance on, the dog on, and on pony yield from an entrepreneur's perspective right let me let me set the stage and now John Wise with yield from an entrepreneur's perspective a poem now so I went to a ton of conferences and events last year I think all in all like eighty six conferences holy cow. Um, yeah, you like get around north of 200, I want to say 280 plus flights in the last seven months, six months, a lot of conferences, a lot of things. It's important to get started and get some notoriety by going to these conferences, get, get your name out there, get your company out there. But the real yield, right? The real yield for an entrepreneur comes down to doing private events, parties, dinners, things like that. Get to know these people. Investors don't care to invest in a business. They're investing in operators. They don't care what the return is right away, right? If your coin is going to 10x, a real investor, okay, or token purchaser, whoever, right? 
is going to be a partner. They're going to help you build your brand. They're going to help you build your market awareness. They're going to tell you things like how to get the right valuation for a business, where the right partners are. Those are the people that you need to find. So you get close enough that these are the people that would tell you if you had a booger, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, right? <laughs> Probably it, these There's like a booger on your business my, plan. You get a booger. My <laughs> closest advisors would come over and pluck the thing out. There's right? a bat in the cave there. You yeah, need yeah. To take care of that. Come here, give me that thing. Tweezy McGee. <laughs> and I'll, I'll 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 leave you with the way that somebody had explained it. The most eloquent way I've ever heard token sales in general and cryptocurrency explained to me. They said, "Look, crypto is immutable. Blockchain is immutable, right? Once it's there, whether it's good or bad, it's there." It's going to be kind of like this podcast. Yeah, kind of. Right. It's going to be out there forever. It's akin to a wildfire. Right. Now, the entrepreneurs are the ones setting the wildfire. We're okay with that. We know that we know that the wildfire needs to burn in order to promote new growth. That's how we get new species, how we get new amazing flowers and foliage and so on and so forth. Right. We know it needs to go away. That part we're okay with. You know, from the investor's perspective, every time there's a half a million dollars, a million dollars or whatever that goes into these things, it's like throwing gasoline on the fire or more appropriately giving that gasoline to the entrepreneur. What they really want to know is not how fast the fire is going to go. That's the one moon, right? Mm -hmm. It's not where is it going to burn? That's the exchange. That's the market, whatever else. What they want to really know is, is everybody safe? We're going to let this fire burn. We're going to give you the gas to do it. Are people going to be safe and secure? And are you doing it ethically enough in a way that we can all prosper and benefit from the new growth? That is perfect in my eyes. That is the perfect way to explain how crypto is. It's never going to stop. We know that. It can't fundamentally stop unless the internet and electricity goes away. It's not going to stop. Can't stop, won't well stop. I tell you to drop the mic, but that's a new mic, and I don't want you to break it. So metaphorically, mic drop. Wisdom from John Wise of Loki, Loki.io. Oh, gross. What a bad pun. Mm, wisdom from John Wise. What? You've never heard that before. Man. I've heard it a million times. Yeah, that's, that's why I said I, it's a terrible pun. Well, that's I, why we're the Bad Crypto Podcast, <laughs> John Wise. You did not come on here expecting brilliance. I don't know. I, you guys are always pretty good. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. So, John, yeah, for, for some parting thoughts and, you know, you know, we joke this episode, when moon, when Lambo, we know that's not, that's not appropriate, right? So maybe what are some things that, that you would like the audience to know or maybe kind of help educate the crypto market about this? Because there's a lot, it, there's so many new people coming in. They don't, they're not businessmen. They're, yeah. they're mom and pop. They're doing their own thing. They're employees. They're not crypto experts. They're not business experts. So, so what are the things that, that they should know about this space, you think? Well, the, the number one thing that I would say is the crypto aspect is probably only 10% of what it, what it actually goes on, right? These are not crypto companies. These are companies that happen to be in crypto, right? Um, they could be selling handbags. It doesn't really matter. That's their market, right? Cryptocurrency is not an industry. It's a market, right? Blockchain is not an industry. It's a technology. These are tools for how to operate business. Now, whether you do that through a nonprofit, you do that for profit, whatever else, there are large regulatory and financial constraints to make these things actually happen, to actually follow through. So 
for the investor token purchaser perspective, I'd really like to explain that the things that they ought to be looking for are a couple of key things, right? So number one, this market is way too crazy, right? Um, asking when exchange, when Lambo, when Moon, whatever, is not an accurate way of understanding when you're getting a yield or return. Uh, yield being when you're going to be making back your your money um, at, at sort of what um, return on investment, ROI. Well, right? it's not a mature way to approach the it's, market. It, there's no... There's no indicator that comes from any of that, right? The, the reality is that you're effectively typically asking the customer service reps anyway. You know, it's like asking somebody at Verizon Wireless or Verizon what's going on with, you know, the, the stock portfolio. It's like, well, you just called customer service. You know, they, they, there's so much more to it. Should I buy now? Right. That's it. Nobody can answer that. Exactly. Right. So. So there are some questions that you can ask to get well-educated, right? Number one, look at the operators, right? The people that are running and, and transforming where the actual direction of the business is, right? Ask about things like market capitalization years after, right? At that stage, it's not about an exchange. It's about actually capturing market share. Right. Market capitalization for a business is very different from market capitalization for a token. Market capitalization for a business comes down to, as I was explaining earlier, um, EBITDA with a multiple, right? You only get that EBITDA from a multiple with returns, with actual revenues. So think about revenues itself, right? So let me ask this real quick, just jump in there for that thought. So now let's say, you know, your market cap for your tokens worth a billion dollars, right? Yeah. But that doesn't impact the value of your company. Um, it does if you do the accounting right. So I would say probably 90% of the crypto companies did it as a capital raise, in which case it only sits on the books as an asset. Okay. What Loki did is we did our, because we had a product that was already live, our entire token sale, all of the, the crypto that went towards it or any capital that went to it went towards something called deferred revenue, deferred income, right? Because our product was already live and we did the $250 per user per month or 100 tokens, what that ultimately ended up meaning is that every 100 tokens that were sold now went directly towards the sale of a product, right? It helps you offset things like taxes because you can go directly towards R&D expenses, but at the same time, you can also um, shift towards some some things like uh, EBITDA, right? So effectively what what's that stand for ibida uh it, well, it's it's i b i d t a so it's earnings before interest uh dividends taxes and amortization i think i did that right i think you did yeah, i think yeah. you did nailed it not too bad for a guy with no college education right so yeah it's even it's really important um and getting your your multiplier right for that is really crucial if you don't have any products and you don't have any sales and you've just done, say, a $100 million crypto raise, half of it's gone, mm -hmm. right? Half of it's gone. Um, you have no way of offsetting your taxes because you don't have any R&D, right? You have development, but you don't have any market market capture, any, any market share um, that you're trying to gain, and you don't have any customers that you are offsetting or user base or whatever else. There are all sorts of other very, very, very detailed, intricate things, uh, intricate things that, that go into this. But yeah, effectively having a system, and, and this is going towards a lesson for entrepreneurs that are, that are thinking about doing this, have a product, 
have a product before you go live. It doesn't necessarily need to be a blockchain business. Don't talk about having a utility token. Have utility. So, so don't just run a white paper and no. get a billion-dollar valuation? Have something that works. Well, but that billion-dollar valuation, what's it based on? Is it based on a multiplier on EBITDA? Could you raise capital on that? No. <laughs> right? Yeah, like Tron was a $17 billion white paper. They haven't built um, <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, I mean, we need to uh, – we need to – to, to get people, especially entrepreneurs, to, to understand real accounting, you know, typical business finance, entrepreneurship itself, having utility means all sorts of other things. For one, taxes are dramatically lower. Uh, the regulation's much clearer. You know exactly what you're doing. You know that you're going to be legal. On top of that, you can pay taxes in the correct structure, knowing ahead of time, so you can actually structure your raise. You can also get a lot of people off your back from a customer standpoint and it's not really that hard, right? I mean, you can, you can have some small, some small aspect of your product that you can accept the tokens for and have genuine utility before you do anything. Another thing for the entrepreneurs is raise a small amount of capital from an equity round. Seriously, right? There are a couple of key things that this does for you. One, it gets you to think about equity in the first place, structuring corporate structuring, contracting, equities, shares, dividends, all this stuff. Really, really, really easy when you're starting a company with like two or three people, right? When you have no money, it's really hard when there's a hundred million dollars and you're trying to sift through the trash, right? Trying to figure it all up out and trying to keep it all clean. Cause at, you know, if you make a mistake and it's a hundred thousand dollar company, you know, with, with a dream and a white paper, Sure, right? Maybe you'll have a, a $5,000 fine. If you make a mistake and you've raised $100 million, what's your fine? Probably $50 million, right? Mm. Now, all of a sudden, where's your billion-dollar market cap? Where's your Lamborghini, mm -hmm. right? That's what we uh, want to know. Is like, so like three months till the moon? Yeah, about that? Right. <laughs> you know, there's, <laughs> there's so much backstory about the when Lambo thing, right? Like the irony that I'm the one fighting it, I used to work for Lamborghini. Oh, get out oh, of here. No. Seriously? Yeah. No yeah. way. How yeah. many Lamborghinis do you have? Uh, when I worked there, um, 360. Wow. Yeah. yeah so that's a big garage. It was Lamborghini Motorsport. Right, right. I mean, I was, I was doing a lot of the engineering. That's so fun. And yeah, so. And he's an astronaut. He's been to the moon. So, you know, so there's true. that. He, he is the ideal Not person to have this conversation. Aerospace engineer. Very big difference. <laughs> um, and then, and then the other thing is one of my board members actually is, uh, is one of the co-owners of Newport Beach Lamborghini, which is where that this all started because they started to accept crypto for only Lamborghinis. Oh, that's beautiful. I know. Right. We learn something new every yeah. day, Mr. Joel Com, even yeah. though we're bad. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, go, going back here, I think that, that those are the bulk of the things for the entrepreneurs, for any investors, token purchasers, you know, early adopters, whatever you want to call them, right? Operators, who are the operators? What are their capabilities? The team. Yeah, the, the team, right? But, but operationally, right? Not just visionary, mm -hmm. operationally. Do they like business? Are they any good at it, right? Having a great idea is hard enough. Making that thing happen is next to impossible, right? It's really difficult. The number of sacrifices. In fact, I, I just pinned something on my Telegram um, which will probably be gone by the time this airs, but 
talking about uh, somebody had said, uh, you, you know, what do you what do you know? You know, what have you given? We've put up money. It's like, well, this is what I've sacrificed, right? Ten years of my life, a marriage, time with my daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, everything, real right? life, right? Yeah, like real life stuff here, right? And that's that's the thing is that I do this because it's because there's nobody better at it. It's not that I like it. It's not that I want to be doing this. I do it because that's my duty. Find operators like that, right? He said duty. Is that is that bannable in he India? Did, he did. Is that bannable? <laughs> I don't know. We got to see. It's going to be explicit ready now. You're just a wealth of knowledge, man. I tell you what, we're really Thank pleased you. to have you on the show here. I think this is going to have a lot of impact for people who, you know, maybe don't understand how it all works. Maybe we'll give them some new insights into, uh, so they're, so they're not so obnoxious about the moon and the Lambo and whatnot, right? So, yeah. So, so there is, aside from those questions, the, the one key question that I ask everybody, right? The, the companies that I personally invest in as well or put my money in, the number one question that people should be asking is, what's your why? Why are you doing this? Not what are you doing? Not what's the tech, right? Why are you Simon doing Sinek, this? Start with why, right? That's great. It's, it's not that complicated. Ask a couple of really key questions, right? What's the valuation of the business? What's the equity structure like? What's the ownership of the business? Who's your legal team, right? What's your real capability of making this happen? What's your capability of gaining market share? Is it an adoptable business? Is it innovative enough that it actually can can influence and adjust a market? Is crypto required? And what's your why? You ask those questions, I guarantee every one of those companies is going to succeed. Mm. Uh, we just got much – our ICO spotlight questions just got much harder for, the, for our guests. Right. <laughs> Sucks to be you. You should ask those, right? You should. No, those were great questions. I, I would love to hear you ask, what's your why? Yeah, we will. And don't forget, what's for dinner? Yeah. And who's your who's your what? And duty. And duty. Who's your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Call me King Daddy. <laughs> Thanks, John. Appreciate it. That was awesome. Thank you. We're shaking hands now. You're telling you're telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. I want him to know. Yeah. You guys need to visualize yeah. what this looks like. Oh, so he's kissing me now. Oh, awkward. Less tongue. Less tongue. Good stuff from John Wise. That guy is wise. Legitimately. Yeah, he's never heard that before. And the groan that came from him when I pulled that out. It's like, yeah, people mm-hmm. have given me the, oh, is your middle name Dot? Why, why is that? Because Joel.com. Like, you know. That so close. Yeah, that's why I wanted to bring that pain back. That was, it was, it was really nice to see that awkward moment in person and see the cringiness. That was, that was, that was fun. It was super cringy. Speaking of super cringy, we get some <laughs> super cringy messages. From some of you guys, and we love them. We really do. We listen to all the messages. You're super cringy. (laughs) (laughs) She's super cringy. We listen to all the voicemails on the Bad Crypto Hotline, and we laugh sometimes with you, sometimes at you, and sometimes at ourselves. And we also read all of the emails that come to us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com and via the contact form on the website. But Mr. Travis Wright, if they wanted to call the Bad Crypto Hotline, how would they do that? Well, they can call us, but I ain't going to answer. I mean, every time they call, I never answer, Mr. Joel Palm. I make it go straight to voicemail. And that number for our voicemail is 708-885-9030 for our voicemail because we're not going to answer when you call. We don't, we don't want to talk to you live. 
We just want you to leave a message. We just want you to leave a message. But we do appreciate you more Certainly. than you know, we can. Fun express. that would be. We should actually randomly call on on one of our on one of our recordings. We should go through people who've left funny messages and then call them. And you know, we could call them via Skype, and we could record them just without them knowing. And just like out of the blue, they get a call from us. That would be hilarious. Maybe that would be episode one hundred because it's it's coming up. Mm. Yeah, we just randomly call people. That's the thing is that they wouldn't know the number. And if it was like me, if somebody calls me and I don't know the number, I don't answer. Um, so that could be it. Could be a long, long fun process. So uh, the moral of the story is: beware. We may call you at any time, and then what you want to do? If you have left a message on the Bad Crypto Hotline, there is a chance we may call you back sometime and you will be live on Bad Crypto. Coming up on the next episode of Bad Crypto Podcast, Laura Shin, host of Unchained. Be there and stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Should this be edited now? (laughs)